It stress is a good thing, um, the right kind of stress, like learning how to prepare and to execute something at a high level. Moms and dads just will be happy if you play anything. Oh, that's my baby, you know. Um, when we get out and compete, we know that we're getting people who actually know. Without some kind of point, you're spinning your wheels, okay, where is it good enough? When do you stop and when do you move on? The competition's really great for that. And the motivation behind it, it, it just helps out. But for a competition, these kids, they're in sports, they're doing all these things, so they understand what competition is and are able to get into that mindset better when there is something to work towards. You're listening to Taps Talk, a podcast from the Texas Association of Private and Parochial Schools. My name is John Skees, and this... is the sound of TAPS Orchestra. Solo and small ensemble music competitions are already in the books, and the 2023 Large Ensemble Music Championships are just around the corner. In this episode of TAPS Talk, we have selections from four competing orchestra programs at the 2022 Division I Championship. You'll also hear the directors of each of those programs talk about the pieces they selected for competition and about the role of competition in music education. So let's get started. Hi, my name is Sarah Gachupin. I am the orchestra director at the Geneva School of Bernie. Our program has doubled or actually tripled in size in the past two years. So we have a lot of students who are staying in orchestra uh, junior and senior year, which didn't happen before. And so we're able to play harder music because they're staying longer. We have 44 students performing. The first year I was here, we had 19. Just trying to get them ready for being on a stage in front of people. Um, we tried to play in front of other people so that they would get used to that and get the jitters out as well. We played Furusato. We also played music from La La Land and Symphony Number no. 52 by Haydn. For Furusato, we just really wanted to have a beautiful piece that we could play for the judges and something that was nice and slow as well. And then uh, from La La Land, we really just wanted to have fun. <laughs> That's the most important thing for us. 
Symphony Number no. 52 was a piece that we had listened to as a group two years ago, um, but were unable to attain that piece that year. So this piece was kind of on the back burner, but we were really excited to be able to do it this year. Um, we had enough students to make it sound really great.
I think it gives the students something to strive for. Um, if we were just playing for concerts and things like that, they tend to not get, um, I guess, the bug to practice as hard because they're just playing for their peers and their families. But for a competition, these kids, they're in sports, they're doing all these things, so they understand what competition is and are able to get into that mindset better when there is something to work towards. That was Sarah Gachapin and her 2022 orchestra program from the Geneva School of Bernie. You heard selections from Furusato, music from the film La La Land, and Hayden's Symphony No. 52 in its entirety. Geneva came in fourth place in the 2022 competition. Up next, we have selections from the Brookhill School. My name's uh, Dr. Gardner. I'm the orchestra director at the Brookhill School in Bullard, Texas, just south of Tyler. Um, this year, you know, is our first year fully back from COVID. You know, we had a little bit of kind of back and uh, got a great group, probably my best violins I've had in a while. Uh, but you know, with high school, there's always one section that's up and one that's down, but really nice little group. Our numbers are in the mid-20s, which for our size schools, good numbers, and uh, they played some pretty hard music. We started off with a relatively easy piece called Postcards from Russia, and then we played our hard UIL piece was uh, Irish Tune by Granger, and then we finished up with an arrangement of Scheherazade, written by Remsey Korsakov, but uh, arranged by Grusel. Uh, well, the, the Irish tune I'd wanted to do for quite a while, I just didn't have the horses to do it, and I felt like I did this year. The Scheherazade was a surprise. I have a really stellar concertmaster. I mean, he's really good. And it's got some little solos in it. So I thought, you know, I would be dumb to stick with my plan I had in the summer when I've got this really good player. I need to switch and show him off because he is a senior. So that's why we picked that one. Seth Sagan. He is going to college. He did the tour of auditions. And basically, it was to see who would pay him the most. He's that good that they're going to pay him. Everybody's paying him something. He wants to, he hadn't decided if he's gonna go into like medicine or 
performance, but he could do either one because he's, you know, rocket science smart.
The hardest part was actually the room we're doing this interview in. This is the sight reading room because uh, most of them hadn't sight read before. You know, last year we didn't do it because it was virtual. Year before uh, it got canceled because of COVID. And then before that we did it, but that was, so that would mean those people were seniors now, I guess they were sophomores, but um, so yeah, this was, it was the scariest part for them. So sight reading is kind of like a, a taking your car on a trip for the first time you haven't been there before so they put music in front of us that none of us have seen they do give us a 10 minute period to look at it and uh, we talk through it and we practice that back home in the orchestra room but then you just play it so there's no preparation there's no even practice in the hard spots you don't make any sound with your instrument you can answer questions like that so uh, i love sight reading but i had to learn to love sight reading <laughs> as a you know college student moms and dads just will be happy if you play anything oh that's my baby you know um, when we get out and compete, we know that we're getting people who actually know. So yeah, they'll call us out. You know, the, the judges we get for taps don't aren't generally mean. They understand we're teaching and these are non-professionals. But they're going to call you out if you're out of tune, if you miss an entrance. And then the kind of unspoken thing that I really value is having the students hear other orchestras play because we're isolated. We're a private school in a small community, just south of a medium-sized city. So when we come here they get to hear other orchestra kids and see other orchestra kids they listened i had them listen to two groups this morning before we played and then went to lunch and came and played that's hugely important because sometimes you tell them hey you're doing really good and they don't believe you or you need to step up your game because you need to be better than this they don't believe you and then they hear these other schools and go okay i do need to practice or i have made progress that was dr gary gardner and his 2022 orchestra program from the brook hill school you heard selections from postcards from russia Irish tunes by Granger, and an arrangement of Rimsey Korsakoff's Scheherazade in its entirety. That piece was arranged by Grusel. Brookhill came in third place in the 2022 competition. Up next, we have performance selections from Grace Community School. Hi, my name is Jason Montier. I am the band director and the orchestra director at Grace Community School in Tyler, Texas. My orchestra played uh, the block concerto grosso, piano concerto, followed by Nunez's Deja Vu and uh, Richard Meyer's Mantras. I'm never interested in getting the easy rating. I'm always interested in what's the next hardest piece so I can push the kids, push the kids. I really enjoy playing very, very challenging literature. Um, I enjoy seeing the kids when, when they play high quality literature and just really challenging stuff and they do so well at it. I love watching the expression on their face. So. We focused on on growth, but we've we focused on um, just really finding high quality stuff. We feel that that's a way that we can honor Christ and the gift that He's given us um, is to to really invest in that gift. And that that investment means a lot of work, um, but I think it pays off long term because the kids really find some value in what they're doing. Thank you. 
Well, the, the competition is really just a tool. Um, we all need a motivation, and we would all love to say that in our programs, all of our kids are intrinsically motivated and they're just doing it for the joy of it. And that you, you do have some of those. I've had some students that the minute I cut class off, they're practicing for another half hour. The point of a competition is just to have that, that point on the calendar, that, that deadline where you're going to say, okay, this is where it's got to be ready by. Um, and it motivates. You know, some of the kids are like, we want to maintain our streak. We've not, we've, we've done six sweepstakes in a row. Those kids are a little bit more motivated to maintain a legacy that their school has created ahead of them to, to pass that on. Some kids have that legacy of, well, we got second place last year. We want to see if we can get first place. What do we need to do? They get the goal setting. And so it becomes something that um, both the, uh, the, the students and the directors can work together and, and really plan out a year and keep you on track. Without some kind of point, you're spinning your wheels, okay, where is it good enough? When do you stop and when do you move on? The competition is really great for that and the motivation behind it, it, it just helps out. I love the competition. I've been around it now for 11 years. Um, I think TAPS puts on a really great, uh, great competition here, always trying to find ways to make it better. Um, and it's, that's just what I really like about this. That my kids look forward to it every single year, knowing that there's high quality programs here that they've got to go toe to toe with. And they've been able to come in and play incredibly difficult music to a standard that it's not watered down. When I first got hired at Grace, everybody was saying, oh, Grace is a pretty good orchestra, and then you had that qualifier for a private school. And getting the kids motivated for the TAPS competition, we put that qualifier away. It's a pretty good program, period. And both our orchestra and our band can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with any public school of our size. And TAPS has evolved and gotten better and better and better over the last 12 years and really helped with that.
That was Jason Montier, band and orchestra director at Grace Community School in Tyler. You heard selections from Concerto Grosso by Block, Deja Vu by Nunez, and Mantras by Richard Meyer in its entirety. The Grace Community School Philharmonic finished in second place in the 2022 competition. We will close out this episode with our 2022 state champion orchestra from Regent School of Austin under the direction of B. Sterling Archer. You will hear each of their performance pieces in their entirety. Hello, my name is B. Sterling Archer. I'm the orchestra director for Regent School of Austin. Our program this year, we have um, 19 students in our honor orchestra, and that's our top orchestra that we brought to contest this year for TAPS. Yeah, you know, I think you really want to make uh, a program that's different, that's varied, so the judges can kind of hear um, the different kinds of skill set in the orchestra, and it's not all the same kind of piece. So um, the first piece, Amadeus, the finale from Mozart, it's a famous, uh, one of his famous symphonies, and it has a, a lot of like fireworks and fast um, uh, articulated passages with the bow, and a lot of like shape of the line going, going louder, going softer. Our graded uh, PML, prescribed music list piece, was um, the third movement from Benjamin Britten's 
simple symphony called Sentimental Sarabond, and that was a grade five piece. I wanted to do grade five since that's the hardest, um, the hardest level music. And it's actually a piece that I did my senior year in high school. And it's a really beautiful, slow, musical, legato um, piece of music that's just beautiful. So I wanted something that was slow and had a really beautiful melody.
And the last piece was just kind of a fun one. It's called Fire in the Forge, and it's actually kind of like a speed metal piece. It's like a metal piece made for strings, and the kids really liked it, so we, we wanted to end it on something fun. It was such a wonderful feeling to be back in person. It, in some ways it was a little harder, you know, because it's stressful when you, when you go to perform on stage and there's, there's real live judges there and you have to go do sight reading. But um, we prepare, you know, we, we like to go, if we can, a couple weeks before, do like a little tour and play for um, nursing homes or assisted living centers and just kind of perform for people and get the, um, get the jitters out as much as we can. Oh, it's, you know, it's a great value for these students. Uh, it, it stress is a good thing, um, the right kind of stress, like 
learning how to prepare and to execute something at a high level. I think it's a wonderful skill for life because playing music at a high level and performing well, these skills, I mean, they, it, it, for one, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and that's the, the, highest, uh, the highest of importance is to, is to use uh, beautiful, use our gifts to make something beautiful, to serve the world, to impact the world. But on a, prag on a practical side too, these are skills that are gonna carry on in their life. Anything that requires precision, this prepares you for it in a way that nothing else I feel can. I think in a way even different than sports. That was B. Sterling Archer, orchestra director from the Regent School of Austin at the 2022 TAPS Spring Music Championships. You heard Mozart's Amadeus, followed by The Third Movement from Benjamin Britten's Sentimental Sarabond, and Fire in the Forge by Ted Allen. You can hear more recordings from last year's performances on our SoundCloud page. Visit soundcloud.com slash TAPS Talk and click on Albums. You will also see recordings from our vocal music competitions and marching band and field band competitions in the fall. We'll have recordings of this year's performances also on SoundCloud a few weeks after the final day of competition. You can see photos of our music competition on our Smug Mug page. Just visit taps.biz photos. Recordings of the 2022 TAPS Orchestra performances by David Middleton. Special thanks to B. Sterling Archer, Dr. Gary Gardner, and Sarah Guccipine for taking the time to talk with me last year. We'd like to do a version of this for our large ensemble choir performances this year. If you're a choir director and want to talk about your program and the pieces you chose to perform, look for the guy with the microphone and all the cameras at this year's championship. TAPS Talk is a production of the Texas Association of Private and Parochial Schools. It is produced and hosted by me, John Skies, the Director of Media for TAPS. Brian Bunselmeyer is our Executive Director. Robert Huckabee is our Associate Director and Director of Compliance. Steve Prudhomme is our Associate Director. Steve Huhulin is our Athletic Director. Rhonda Smith is our Director of Fine Arts. Liz Cornett is our General Manager of Corporate Partnerships. Kelly Bay, Delaney Bunselmeyer, Will Dixon, and Vicki Morgan help keep everything running smoothly in the TAPS office from transfer paperwork to event logistics to live broadcasts. Thank you for listening. Thank you.